Join our psychedelic smoke sesh as we explore exciting new dimensions of existence, thought, and possibility. We'll take you out of this world and blaze through infinite realms while occasionally forgetting what we were saying. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is Higher higher consciousness. Consciousness. What do you got to say? Nothing. I didn't mean that. It's okay. We'll edit this part out. Okay. All right. Welcome again to Higher Consciousness. This is episode five in our 10-part first season. Where, woo! yes, woo, 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 halfway through. Uh, uh. All right. So <laughs> you guys must be wondering yourselves, man, why is Dave starting the show? Liz has started all these other shows prior, like four consecutive shows, right? I told him I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. My contract's up. I'm just kidding. No. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I think, you know, in the, in the previous episodes, I encouraged Liz to begin the shows only because... Personally, I feel like she's got a, a lovely, beautiful voice, and I love hearing Aww, it. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, but for this episode, this episode, we have decided um, that we're going to tackle a subject that is a bit, I would say, closer to my practice and some of the things that I've personally done. Not to say that you haven't. Well, I think it's um, just closer to your heart because of yeah. your experiences that you've had with it. Right, right. Um, so... Today we're going to be talking about meditation. Um, we have kind of touched, I think, a bit on meditation or, or at least mindfulness practices. Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit here and there. Right. Um, but I think it's very important to talk about meditation as a whole um, and devote a lot of time to the specific practice of meditation because it's so important. And I think it's almost at the core of a lot of spiritual practice. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because meditation comes from a Buddhist tradition. However, meditation is ex- it exists in all kinds of other forms throughout different types of culture and religion. So mm-hmm. like prayer is a form of meditation. Yeah. Right. For sure. I mean, it, it they're really almost is. they're almost hand in hand described as the same type of thing, mm-hmm. just practiced in a in a different way. Different. Yeah. Right. Um, so. The previous episodes, the last two episodes, we talked about thoughts, um, and we thought that it was a nice transition to go from thoughts into meditation, and the, the thing that I really, you know, keyed into when we were researching this episode, we watched this um, talk about meditation, gosh, I can't remember this um, lady's name, um, but she said something in her talk that I just thought was, it was really interesting and it's something that I never really had thought about before. And I thought it really went well with this idea of transitioning from thoughts into meditation. So what she said was, is that we are not our thoughts. We are the awareness of our thoughts. And think about that for a second. So what we've discussed oh. so far in our, our talks here um, is that thoughts aren't us. We are not our thoughts. Our thoughts do not come from us. Um, They come through us. And 
the, 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 the idea that we are just the observer of a thought stream, we are the awareness of thought, we can tune into thought, that I think is what separates this connection that I think a lot of people are confused by when they associate themselves with their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's not necessarily that you are your thoughts or that thoughts come from you. It's, it's more about the fact that we can tune into our thought or our any thought really. Um, but then the, the unique part is that those thoughts then get filtered through our own unique lens, thus creating a unique experience or understanding of those thoughts. Yes, baby. I love it. But man, we have talked for, gosh, like almost five minutes and we haven't even sparked up this joint. I was surprised. What's happening? I I was watching you hold it while you passionately, you know, talked about everything that you have just said. I was giving a nice like politician (laughs) speech with it, like a Bill Clinton move, like we are not our thoughts. No, that's not, that's not Bill Clinton. That's a terrible impression. No, I don't know who that was. <laughs> it sounded like John Kennedy, or JFK there for a second. Pretty sure that was JFK. I, well, 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 well anyway. Bless, uh, bless, I'm gonna, bless. I'm gonna. You look like you're about to light it up, girl. Get eager. Okay, but hold on. So. <laughs> okay. You don't understand. So I just want to know that tonight's kind of a special episode because we are currently having the first, uh, we're having the first moon in eclipse season. So there is a partial lunar eclipse right now and a full moon out tonight. So eclipse, what, what? Yeah. (laughs) So the moon is out and it's very potent and very, oh, she's potent girl. Yeah. She's she's, potent. She's real potent tonight. All right. She's out there going to get scratchy she's gonna claw out your eyes no she's not gonna do that (laughs) no she's gonna do that (laughs) luna's cool if you fuck with her though maybe okay anyway she might bring that out of you but (sighs) thank you mary jane for giving us your abundance for giving us your wisdom and your knowledge and thank you mother earth for giving us the gift of mary jane and allowing us to partake in it during this episode. I put the intention that we stay on track (laughs) and that we have a really good, intuitive, fun, insightful, informative episode. Thank you, Mary Jane, for being here. We bless you and we hope that you bless us back too. Amen. For a second there, I thought you were channeling Obama. <laughs> you just saw that. Thank you, and I hope that you uh, help us with uh, this episode. Thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Should make you laugh while you're smoking. Yeah, baby. Fuck. Shit. And Liz is coughing again. It's Liz is coughing time. Obama's going to be on that thing tomorrow well, for the commencement speech, so yep. that's kind of cool. It is very cool. I, I mean, it is really terrible what has happened to, well, I mean, there's a lot of things in the world that are terrible right now, but it's really but, disappointing, <coughs> I think, for a lot of the, you know, graduating class, not only of the high school seniors, but the college, you know, mm-hmm. graduates that, you know, don't get to have the same experience, and they will never 
have that experience, you know? Yeah, or it, it won't be it, or it won't be the same, or they're gonna redo it, and it just won't be the same. But, but that's the thing. That's the that's the interesting part about our existence. Yeah. Right. This these things can happen, and it's a one of a kind thing. Yeah, it's and amazing, but hey, actually, I I am very happy and very proud to see all the people make the best of it. So, ooh yeah. So yeah. interesting that we brought that up. So. One thing I would like to know, meditation is for all ages. Meditation can be started as soon as your child is, you know, able to maybe understand, you know, sit still, you know, breathe. <laughs> sure, there's a lot of parents out there like, um, <laughs> I got an 18 yeah. year old, you don't understand that. <laughs> Holy shit. We are not parents yet. <laughs> we are cat parents, but that's about the, the length of that, but... You know, meditation has been, you know, taught for many different ages, many different groups. Um, and I really do think that it's very powerful if you can be so young and master meditation because I think it can definitely improve the future of your life and your living situation. But I don't want to get too ahead. We'll talk more into the benefits a little bit later, but right. just wanted to throw that out there since um, we did, you know, bring up, you know, the youth and whatnot too. Like this, well, this can be, you know, done for pretty much anybody. Right. Well, in, in meditation is a practice that, you know, is used in many school districts, um, not only in this country, but around the world to help um, students that struggle with, um, you know, discipline and uh, behavior. Mm -hmm. um, who are, and, and who are also victims of trauma. Uh, you know, I, th I think that there are, are a multitude of benefits, and obviously we're, we're going to talk about that in this episode. But before we get to the benefits of meditation or what even, you know, meditation is, um, we need to maybe talk about, I think, what, how the, the mind is structured, right? Mm -hmm. um, because... This is a good-ass joint, baby, I'm oh, just saying. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, high compliment. Uh, so the mind is, it's a complex thing. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes. Right. So, but when you, when you look at it from a scientific perspective, um, there are a couple different layers, you know, to the, the self, right? Um, so let's, let's start with the, the inner core. Like the inner core is exactly who we are, completely and absolutely unfiltered. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, for this is going to be a terrible analogy, but for instance, um, the inner core of a serial killer is super fucking dark, but <laughs> he would never. You would go the dark route. Oh yeah, but he would never <laughs> portray that on the outside for fear of being ridiculed, right? So mm. there are many. Yes, I'm sure that there are many serial killers out there that go, Hey, look at me. I'm killing and stabbing people. But blah, I, mean, blah, blah. He's a, I mean, he's a serial killer, so isn't he kind of already doing that? No. There's shit tons of serial killers that are active right now we don't even know about because they're really good at hiding amongst us. It's like a fox in sheep's skin. Interesting. So you're saying that... How do we get on this? What? <laughs> like, well, because well, it was the analogy. I just want to under want to make sure that I understand, and I also want to make sure that you know other people are going to understand that may have these questions. So you never saw this show Dexter? No, I have not seen so the show Dexter. In the show Dexter, he is a psychopath, mm -hmm. but he's a psychopath because he was traumatized as a child, a young child. Okay. 
He had no control over it. <coughs> so he grew up to have this desire to kill. And <coughs> his dad, his cop dad, rec <coughs> recognized it early <coughs> and decided to channel it into <coughs> allowing Dexter to kill, but kill real bad people. So if you really watch Dexter, there's an aspect of his character where he has no emotion. He is not connected to his emotions at all. I so see. he has to portray and act like he knows what it feels like to have emotions and to be a regular human being. I just He's play-acting his whole life. Okay. So that's what I, I mean I by now. your inner core is separate that's from everybody else. That's what I was like saying. I'm like, else. what do you mean? I'm like, because if there's a serial killer on the inside and there's serial killing on the outside, <laughs> like, what? Like, there's serial killing in the physical no, world. No, 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 no. And no. there's serial killer at heart, from what you're saying. No, 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 But no. I don't really think anybody's really truly is. Well, All right, so... I, I, I don't think anyone's truly a so, serial killer. So, like, here, here's, another, here's another one. Um, like, I'm... I'm crazy silly. No, baby. No one, no, no, yes, no, I am crazy silly. Yes, don't you, you dare, are. don't you dare was, argue with I'm me. I'm sorry, about that. I was talking to the cat. <laughs> no, no, baby. No, you are not silly <laughs> no, no, at all. Baby, don't you feel not, bad at all not, about no. your silliness. <laughs> no, I am a silly bastard. <laughs> no, I am a silly bastard. They're like, literally, all day long, I am singing a song that I made up in my head in that moment. It's like, so much fun, too. And it's and it is quite literally describing some mundane shit that just went on in my life. You know what I mean? Like, you just dropped that ash, right? Yeah. Like, I just dropped that ash, man. I just dropped that ash. Uh, I just dropped what? that ash. Drop what? It. I just dropped uh, that ash. What? Bro. And I just do that all day long. There you go. Next big hit, Higher Consciousness, song one. <laughs> Drop that ass. <laughs> drop that ass. Drop, drop that ass. Ass. Oh, oh sorry, no, it's, it's, de it's developing into ass now. Drop, drop, drop that, that ass. ass. Yeah, well, drop that ass. Then at the end, we'll be wow. like, drop that ass. Uh, I feel like then, these shows are really and then evolving. And at the end, I can twerk. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, it's definitely gonna have the twerking at the end, babe. Uh, I'm no. Sorry, Didi. Okay. So. I accidentally hit her. Like elbowed her. Dude. In the face. These shows are quite literally the epitome of what we thought it would be. Like, just ridiculous yeah, craziness <laughs> from start to finish. Like, you can't follow a fucking thing that's going okay, on. Okay, back, back on track. Back on track. I mean, we were off that track. We just kind of took a little detour. So. so, we were talking about the inner core and how everybody has an inner core that they know themselves to be true it's it's literally everything about yourself that you know that you love and that makes who you who you are right um a lot of people have really terrible things that they really enjoy like we were just discussing but then a lot of people have really you know amazing and, and inspiring things that a lot of people would love but maybe they're too afraid to share with other people for fear of ridicule and that comes from other layers so beyond the core self beyond the inner core that we have we have the animal mind so we have like all that basic stuff all the you know uh, you know ingrained things that we have as as a meat bag you know um as part of this planet earth right yeah. so everything that's happening inside the inner core is filtered through this sort of animalistic mind and beyond that animalistic mind is our conscious mind the, the mind that we use to sort of like you know think about daily you know activity right mm -hmm. 
So I think anytime that we th we look at the inner core, though, whenever we're looking, you know, at who we really are, it's always through a veil of this sort of base animal mind, where they're they're almost it's a, it's almost a, a layer of judgment, right? If we didn't have that animalistic sort of mind, your conscious mind was just correct, you know, connected completely to your inner core. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that you'd be a hell of a lot more, you know, in tune with who you are, right? Yeah. I mean, quite literally. From a, like oh a, yeah, like, like a physical, in a, well, in a, a visual perspective level. too. Um, so then beyond the conscious mind, that's when we start to get into the external mind where we're observing the world around us. We observe that there are other people like-minded to us. So what we're conceiving of in this mind is thoughts that we create based on fears we have of, of being ridiculed or, or being judged. So it's this in this mind, it's essentially what other people think of you. Yeah. Okay. So then beyond that, is what you want others to think of you, right? So be before you even have that, that thought of, this is what I want people to think of me, you have to know why you want people to think that of you, right? And because of that, and, and really be, you know, to, to inspire that is usually coming from a judgment. So you have to have the judgment or the, the, the feeling of fear mm -hmm. that someone's going to judge you first. Yeah. Then you have this, this you know, feeling of, okay, this is what I want them to think of me. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that is just what people actually think of you. Right. And that is separate from what we now know is, you know, capable as what far is as... Our, what is truth, right? Yeah. I mean, if we knew what other people <laughs> thought of us, I mean, we would actually know much more of what objective truth was. Mm -hmm. But because of that, because we're detached, you know, we can all create our own truth. Right. And, and you know, that's where, you know the thoughts come back into play, you know, those, those really nasty thoughts where it's like, you know, I, I don't want that person to think that of me, so I'm going to say something that's not in line with who I am, my inner core. Right. And that, I think, is the dissonance. That's where we have kind of, you know, lost connection a bit. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. I mean, think about it. If you don't have connection to who you really are, are you really connected to yourself? Yeah. Or are you just playing out a role? I think at that point you're playing on a role. You're yeah. And I what know other from people experience. Expect? Yeah, and I know from <clears throat> personal experience. So, and that's a very hard place to be. But then once you become aware, mm. you know of that, then you have the choice on what you want to do. And that that is <clears throat> that's it right there. It's mm -hmm. awareness, and that is what meditation <clears throat> is. Yeah, it's a practice in awareness. Yeah. Um, so. With, with, with all this in mind, quite literally, that was an awesome pun, by the way. Um, You're so punny. I know. So, so punny. I always tell her, I'm like, I am so funny. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm so punny. <laughs> so uh, punny. No. Such a dad. But I, I think that with all this in mind, we, I think, have the opportunity to get some insight from that, Right. So if you feel as though you have this inner self that you don't share with other people, um, or maybe you just share it with a select few, um, and if you feel as though you want to express more of that, but you're afraid because of what other people think, I got news for you. Um, 
as far as what we've discussed so far, from all I can dis discern, um, all those other people and all those opinions, they're all you. Mm -hmm. and, and I think what actually helps is to think about it in terms of th that those other people just being different aspects of your personality. Oh, yeah. Be well, because it's they're a reflection of you exactly. in a way. Yeah. Exactly. That's why, you know, finding your tribe is so important because your oh, tribe yeah. is 100%. who reflects you or what That's reflects exactly you. That's exactly what's going on in our world right now. Oh, for sure. My God. Yeah. It's like it really is. And so, you know, by being yourself, by, you know, being connected to that inner that inner core, you can also further accept yourself and forgive yourself when you make mistakes and, you know, when other things come up because you have a detached sense from your ego. And I think that's what's beautiful about the inner core is the inner core, it has like an element of an ego, I think, but I don't really feel like that's always the case. I think it can be if you're depending on how connected to your inner core and I mean like this inner core is something that's deep something that like many in the spiritual practice would call like the void or um, mm -hmm. the shadows or the um, the liminal space or <clears throat> a sense of nothingness like you know it sounds very scary and vast like think about if you were alone in space you know, like, like, it's that kind of metaphor, that kind of, you know, connection. And not, not only just alone in space, but alone in space without a body. Oh, yeah, without a body. So you're existing. So you're basically like a star. I mean, we literally are made of stardust, like, quite no, that's true. literally. So yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, it just by being connected to that inner part of you, you're able to really understand what it is that you want in life and it's better able to help you move forward and be happy like I think that's the that's the key to happiness is being mm -hmm. connected to your inner self absolutely and because then you accept yourself for who you are in totality both the the dark sides of you and both the light sides of you and here's the thing we live in a paradoxical world so of course we're going to be paradoxical to ourselves of course we're going to have some sort of opposing thoughts and feelings and opinions. Like we said before, you can totally feel love and fear at the same time. You can totally feel confidence and doubt at the same time. Like they can both simultaneously exist, but it's about what you do yeah. with directing that energy and how you fuel that energy. Yeah, again, it's not this <clears throat> or that. Right. It's this and, and that. Right. Yeah, Keep baby. that in mind. That's right. It's one of our mantras. Um... <clears throat> So Ooh, higher consciousness mantra. I know. We should we should like totally do that. Yeah, we should. Great ideas. Jot it down. Um so you know we we we've sort of talked around meditation thus far. I think I want to dive a little bit into what it is, maybe, you know, where it came from, what people are um familiar with classical meditation, mm -hmm. and maybe talk about you know, just different types of meditation, different forms of meditation, sure. right? <clears throat> so, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think meditation, they have this image in their mind of like the Buddha, right? Fat little pudgy Buddha <laughs> sitting there with his, um, you know, legs crossed. That's right. <laughs> um, with his legs crossed and his, you know, his <clears throat> index finger and his thumb, you know, pointed to, or, or, you know, touching and then, 
you know, arms outstretched at the knees, right? Eyes closed, just at peace, right? So that's the image that I think comes to mind. But um, I think to actually do it, to actually sit in silence and, and quite literally focus your attention on not thinking mm -hmm. is quite difficult. And for me personally, I feel like it was one of the most difficult things that I engaged in as far as a, a hobby or a practice that I wanted to add into my life. Um, I started meditating regularly, I would say in about 2011. Mm -hmm. um, I, I dabbled in it a little bit prior, um, but I, I never really got serious about it as far as far as like having it as part of a daily practice. So interesting. Until about 2011. Yeah, because yeah. like mine was like, you know, a few years after that was like 2000, I think, 13, mm -hmm. maybe, 2014, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, like somewhere around that time frame was when I started to discover, you know, what it would be doing it often. I used to do it like on a weekly basis and I would try to even do it on a daily basis. Like I had it like scheduled in my right. day. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when I first began, I... I began with some some basic stuff. Um, so, if you're a, a new a newbie uh, to meditation, uh, I think that there's just some some basic stuff that I think could could really help to you know get you started because I think that there's all kinds of other forms of meditation, more advanced forms of meditation. Um, but you know, I I don't think it needs to be any more complicated than what I'm about to describe. So, um, when we meditate, the, the purpose of meditation is to go inside of the mind to find stillness and to quiet the constant chatter of thought. Um, or from a spiritual sense, you know, to connect to your, your spirit or to, you know, release and detach from the physical and the emotional and the mental. So it's more of, you know, so right. it's still very similar. It's just a little bit, a little different. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Lily, come uh, on. I knew, I knew she was going straight for the wall to scratch. It's like, we, we were doing so good for no, a while. She wants, 25, she wants 25 minutes of no attention. Princess and that has to have her And she just keeps scratching. Hey, and she doesn't care. And that's the thing. It's like she wants us to look. And she like sits there and she'll wait for us to look. And then she'll scratch. Okay, hey. okay. We need I'm to just do saying. something about the cat situation. <laughs> we can't just Well, because talk and she's going to just do it again. Watch. Here she goes. On to the other wall. <laughs> Lily. Why? Come on, let's go out. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just gonna out. move the door. <laughs> okay, Maybe back on just track. Just have to keep the door shut the whole time. It's just uh, you know when we keep the door shut the whole time, the cats act like you know we're they're starving and they're gonna you know can't survive without us and yeah. So, but we'll see. They'll be good. Anyway, moving forward, what were we talking about? I mean, I was just going to launch into the, the whole purpose of meditation. You, you talked a little bit about, I think, the, um, you know, one goal of meditation mm -hmm. is to use it for spiritual mm -hmm. guidance, um, mm -hmm. insight, advancement, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. 
Um, but I think a, a lot of people just use it for stress relief. Oh, right. Just yeah, to, just to for sure. take care of their stress and anxiety and to, you know, uh, allow them to just remove themselves. I think from the, the moment that is just filled with such, you know, fear, anxiety, you know, stress, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so meditation can be many different things. Um, but I think meditation, all in all, um, is something that you can use for whatever purpose you want. It's up to you how you want to use this practice. Um, so what I'm going to describe is just sort of the basics of meditation. Um, I think these are just things that you you know, need to consider. Um, because to me, it's not just sitting and being silent. Okay, because a lot of people, I think, just think... Meditation preparedness. Right. <laughs> Well, a lot of people just think like, oh, I'm just going to sit there and be silent. Yeah. And just sit there and think, oh, I'm just going to think, you know, and oh, that that's, must be what they're doing there. Or, they're just, they're or, thinking. Or here's the other classic one where they sit there in silence and they sit there in silence for like a minute or two and they say it's not working. And it's mm. like, you got to give it a little more. Well, here, here's, here's where that comes in because a lot of people, when they hear that they have to concentrate on not thinking. Mm-hmm. that's where I think people struggle Yeah. because it's the fight against your mind and your mind doesn't want to quit. The ego wants control over your mind and yeah. it does it by constantly throwing thoughts at you. Mm-hmm. So I think meditation is a deliberate practice to go against our natural tendency or at least our natural inclination. Yeah. And what have we talked about before that? Life is a paradox, yes, so all is. of our natural inclinations come from that paradox and reinforce that paradox. But we, if we want to break that paradox, break the cycle, we need to do the opposite. Yep. And meditation is an, a reflection of that, mm-hmm. right? So we need to begin, I think, with breath. All meditation, I believe, comes from this core fundamental act that every living thing, even plants, have in common. Mm-hmm. So if we can focus first on our breath and use that to draw attention away from the mind. And that's the second thing is focus your attention on the breath. Mm-hmm. Once you can focus your attention on the breath... That's when you're going to begin to experience small moments of peace and silence and mindfulness. The goal of meditation. You're going to have little bits, little, little moments. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very fleeting at first because your, your brain will turn back on and the thoughts will come back in. Yeah. Right? It's very natural. I mean, like, it's, you know, meditating takes a lot of practice and a lot of training. Yeah. So that's the other thing to keep in mind, too, is, like, don't have any expectations when you're going in. No judgments. Yeah. Right? And, and that's going in during and after. Yeah. Right? Especially during. Uh, because I think a lot of people get it. A lot of us get into that external mind that we talked about earlier. That, that place where we're judging um, ourselves based off of what we think others are thinking. Right? Um, you know, I... I, I had a experience myself. I believe we talked about this on the show. My reflexology experience. Yes. Right. So I remember I had that moment 
where I had that message that came through and it said, don't worry about what other people think of you. Yeah. Right? That is some of the best advice anyone could ever give to anybody. Yeah, Right? But it's so much more difficult to live it. Much easier said than done. Absolutely. So I think that if you can stay in that place of non-judgment throughout the meditative experience, if you feel yourself just being distracted from the breath and, and feel your mind wandering, don't judge it. Mm-hmm. Don't judge yourself. It's natural. It happens to everyone. I think it happens to even the most experienced meditator. It just is much more easy for them to get past that, that place of judgment, right? Because they've, they've experienced it before. They know what it is. They see it for the illusion that it truly is, right? So if you can move past that in that place of non-judgment, that's where I think you can truly surrender yourself to the moment and not have to work so hard at pushing the thoughts out of your brain. It right. just, you, you, you almost slip into it. I, and, yeah. I, and I liken it to, you know, when you are sitting on the edge of a hot tub, mm-hmm. right? And you've got your legs in it for the oh, first time and you're yeah. like, ooh, that's a little, ooh, that's hot. Yep. Oh boy, that's hot. Yeah, it just takes a minute. Right? And then you're <laughs> like, okay, I'm warming up to this. I'm warming up to this. Or, or the, the opposite, where mm-hmm. you're at a pool and it's mm-hmm. really cold and you're like, what's that brisk? Yep. That's a brisk. That's a brisk one. <laughs> right? So then eventually you get used to it. Eventually you've sat with it enough that your, your, your body becomes used to the experience and you slip in. And when you slip in, it, your whole body just surrenders and you just become in a different space. Yeah. It's really quite amazing it's almost sometimes it can be a little scary at first if it's really if you've never really allowed yourself to relax or to hit that state so it because it kind of feels like you're letting go in a way and that but that's exactly what you're doing and that's the whole point and so well it's it's scary because sometimes you 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 almost feel like especially for newbies you almost feel like you're you may not come back yeah, there is a sense of like astral projection or astral traveling and mm-hmm. you know, it kind of has that feeling and it definitely can happen through a meditation for sure. I've had it happen many times, but you know, I think it's quite it's just really quite amazing because it's like going back to the reference we made earlier, like existing as a star, right? We're a star and it doesn't become so scary once you accept the fact like, hey, I'm up here floating in space. And I don't have control over it, but look at all of this beauty and I get to sit here and experience it and enjoy it anyway. And so then your perspective changes and it no longer becomes a scary thing because you accept the shadow. Like you accept that, okay, there's going to be some times where you better, you know, you may have to watch your back or there's other times where you may have to make sure a comic's not going to hit you or something, you know, like very similar to life and how we exist right now if you can accept your you know parts of you like there might be a day where you fall into a black hole as a star or in real life you may do something that makes oh, you whoa you just blew my mind girl <laughs> you as a star <laughs> falling into a black hole yeah whoa. like think about that my mind is blown And, like, think about that being in real life. Think about the times that maybe you have fallen in 
this sense of really deep uncertainty where you felt dark and alone, but yet there was a part of you that even though you were scared and even though you weren't sure, you knew that you would be okay or that you knew that this was just a phase or a cycle or that this was temporary or even if it wasn't temporary, even if it was forever, there was a sense of acceptance um, because, you know, as we know in our universe, anytime that there is death, there is healing as well as a rebirth. So, you know, <laughs> it's just quite, quite amazing to think about it. So that's why meditation is just so amazing and so beautiful. Well, and, and the, the thing about meditation is it is all over the world. It is practiced in millions of different ways. Um, it is just as unique and creative as anything else. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've even created my own types of meditative practice. Oh, yeah, right? me too. And I, and I think that that's the fun of it. You can create your own too. Yeah. So, you know, some of the other uh, meditations that I want to talk about uh, before we get into our personal experience with uh, meditation um, is, you know, we were, we were watching this thing earlier today about uh, short meditations. and Micro meditations. Yes, micro meditations. Uh, the alliteration. Man, I, I don't know why I didn't even think about it. I'm usually the <laughs> alliteration dude. Uh, but anyway. It's all good, baby. Yeah. Um, so... You know, he was talking about this notion of, you know, for some people, it's, it's much easier to maintain a, a meditative practice when you do shorter meditations more often throughout the day. So yeah. instead of saying, you know, I'm going to do one 30-minute meditation before I go to bed every day, um, maybe do, you know, uh, five or six five-minute meditations throughout the day, you know. Um, or you know, whenever you can, when, when you're sitting, you know, um, in your, your car waiting for your kids to get out of school or, right. or when you're, you know, um, at home and you find yourself with a, a moment of silence, you know, even yeah. five minutes is yeah. all you need for a micro meditation. Well, well, that's the beauty of micro meditation is that you can do it pretty much anywhere as long as you're in a safe and comfortable space, you know, to you allow could, yourself. You could even do it on the toilet. Yeah, you could even you totally do it, could on, do the it on the toilet too. Now I know Hell, that like, sometimes it's a little bit more active in there, and you really have to engage. You're gonna be like, oh, I can't meditate while I'm oh doing this. God. I mean, jeez. Because <laughs> you have to concentrate on taking a shit. Hey, what you're saying? I didn't say that. Yeah, you, you did. said that. These are not words that came out of my mouth. Oh, okay. All right? You basically implied it. Implications aside, implications aside, implications aside, you still said the words. Oh words are magic, God. Liz. Oh, whatever. Don't words turn that around. Words are magic. <laughs> so, so we can do micro meditations. <laughs> yeah. We can also do what I like to call a heart space meditation. And I actually had some pretty fun experience with the heart space meditation, which we'll get into in a second. Mm -hmm. But basically what a heart space meditation is, is we all believe that our consciousness or I, I would imagine we can... I shouldn't say we all believe because that's a little too broad. But I would imagine that most of us would assume that our being resides in our brain. Because our perspective, yeah. right, is at eye level or brain level. Yes, I right? think our society is very logical and has taught us that we exist from our brain. Without right. our brain, 
there is no existence. Right. So there's, you know. Uh, well, I mean, you could hack off a leg. You could hack off an arm, you know. Yeah. Like. But you need your You'd be good. Right. Uh, but you, you really do need the brain. I mean, but that's the thing is, if the brain is damaged, the rest of the body can become completely non-viable. Yeah. Right? So that's why I, I would assume that most people would say that if, you know, you could, if you wanted to label where you are, where do you come from? Where mm -hmm. do you reside in the body? Most people would say the brain. Yeah. So what heart space meditation does, though, is it, it intentionally, your, your, your intent is to move your conscious mind from your brain space into your heart space. Yeah. So you're literally trying to push your awareness of self down into your chest, into your This is your how heart. I do a lot of my meditations, too. It's wild. Mm -hmm. it, is a, it is a one of the most transformative meditations I've ever done. Uh, I love that, And we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but um, it, was, it was amazing. So anyway, um, beyond heart-space meditations, there's also um, transcendental meditation or a mantra yeah. meditation where mm -hmm. you have a particular mantra that you um, repeat to yourself in your mind. Yeah, I actually, a lot of people actually say it out loud too to help them at first. Yeah, well, it helps conscience. I think it helps the mind, um, you know, be concentrated. There's actually like even like oracle cards and like oracle decks that have like mantras and mundras. Like I actually have one here right now where it's like mundras uh, for awakening the energy body, and they have mantras on there with it, along with mundras, which are hand positions. Um, that you can correlate with that intention and what it does for the body and just it's quite cool So yeah, that's uh, one other really great form of doing it It's a really that's also kind of like a prayer in a sense too, right? Absolutely. It's actually I would say more akin to what um, People that practice a prayer would be you know comfortable with yeah, right if, if they were looking to get more into a traditional I you know, meditation, I think, is, is more tied with the Buddhist religion. Uh, um, however, I just don't, I don't see it as tied to any religion. You know, like meditation yeah. to me is just a, a mindfulness practice that is used by all religion. Cause, well, yeah, because you see it in pretty much any kind of spiritual text or any kind of spiritual right. background, that meditation or that sense of, you know, deep prayer, or deep worship, you know, it's... It's very similar, you know, same, same, but different is kind of like the, what I would say. Well, and then, so I think beyond the, the, the mantra meditations, we get into things like OM meditations, because mm -hmm. I think those are kind of akin to one another, um, where, where, you know, the words themselves have magic, but the, the tone itself, the actual OM, that actually has power within it. Right. And that helps you to, you know, resonate what we were talking in previous episodes about, you know, sound, energy and frequency it allows you to, I think, resonate more closely with that inner core self. OK. And then the, the last one that I have here is um, tantric or um, kundalini energy or or what we call the, the sex meditation. <sighs> Bang, chico, bang. Well, actually, a lot of people when they hear tantric, you know, they just think, "Ooh, that's that's the sexy, that's the sexy, sexy kind, right?" Yeah. Right. Well, yes, yes, and no. Yeah. But but you know, it, it's much more. I think about just like universal energy and awakening yes. the the kundalini, the the, the chakra kundalini. energy. Yep. Yeah. Kundalini. I'm sorry. 
Kundalini. You know I'm not entirely. You know what? I'll be honest. I've heard many different um, versions of that word, so I need to Kundalini. check. Kundalini. I've heard Kundalini. <laughs> Kundalingus. <laughs> I've heard like Kundalini. I've heard you know Kundalini. Kundalingus rice. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's Dave Chappelle. That's a Dave Chappelle reference. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Was, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dave Chappelle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. Um, sorry, dude. I'm sorry, man. Man, um, I can already tell we are going to need a second episode of meditation. Baby, don't you get the trend. That's don't you what understand? We do. You know I was what? trying to why fight it we... so hard. I was like, why can't we just do like one episode topic? And then we get into it like 45 minutes in now well, and I'm like, oh God. Here's the thing, as we've said before time and time again, that there's, you know, and you can be inception with higher consciousness. Higher consciousness encompasses a lot of different things. And Gotta bring Christopher Nolan to do it. Yeah, like <laughs> one episode isn't going to be enough um, for it's one topic. Enough. And even those... I want the world. <laughs> Even two episodes isn't truly enough, you know, because we're not really getting in depth. I'm sure in the future we'll have an entire episode on tantric um, and kundalini energy and meditation and whatnot. So, For sure. I mean, like... Well, hell, we were planning on doing, like, a guided meditation in this. And, <laughs> I mean, we could try to do one at the end tonight, I suppose, but... Uh, well, we'll see. We'll just keep going and we'll see where, right. where it takes the next few minutes. So I want to, before we leave tonight in this episode, I do want to talk about our own personal experiences. Okay. With meditation. Okay. Sure. So um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot in this episode. <laughs> you have, and I've really, I'm not high I've really enough. enjoyed I need, it. I need reinforcements. Okay. <laughs> so we need reinforcements. <laughs> go, go. Find it. Blue team. No, green Rescue team, Mary Jane. <laughs> Rescue Mary Jane. Rescue her. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know what we're rescuing her from, but <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's see. Um, you know, I have think like I was saying earlier, really got in, into meditation around like 2013, 2014 time frame. Um, I was in an area in my life, and this was the whole reason, where stress and anxiety was a constant thing for me, and it was a lot of things that had been built up over years. It was also, like, the current environment and the stressors. Thank you for butt in my face, Dave. Don't mind me. <laughs> um... And so that's what really turned me on. I was really trying to look and search for a way to, you know, kind of calm myself and calm my mind because I think I was so against and wanting to admit that I had anxiety and that that existed for me. Um, it was one of those things where it's like, never thought the anxiety would happen, but you got the anxiety. But like, here's the thing, like we all have anxiety, especially with this day and age. But, um... So I really started to research it. I started, you know, going to like a local metaphysical store and, you know, they held free meditations and, you know, some of those experiences were some of the best experiences that I had because I was meditating like in a room with other people. So there's a little bit more power that, 
you know, that is amplified with doing a collective meditation in that sense. But um, even just doing it on your own. So one of the things that I did that I think really helped keep me sane was I did like a five-minute meditation or a 10-minute meditation in the morning after I would go for a run and right after, I'm sorry, right after I would... After I would go for a run, then I would like eat breakfast and then I would meditate and then I would like take a shower and then I would go to work. And so it was really, really transformative. And one of the things that I learned by going to my uh, local metaphysical store was creating a space to go to when you're meditating. Um, a lot of meditations often, you know, describe like going down like stairs or like opening a door or you know looking at something or there's a tree or there's like you know you can really do a lot with it you can really take your mind or your heart or your spirit pretty much anywhere and so then you kind of start creating and formulating your own thing and i just remember and it's still very clear in my head and i do feel like it does exist somewhere in this world but it's just this beautiful waterfall and it's really huge and it's like kind of far in the back but there's like a little beach and there's this giant like willow tree as well as like you know other kinds of trees like pines and maples and lots of flowers and it's like a little like fairy house in the cottage in the woods kind of thing and then you know for some you know meditations you know I wander a little bit and you discover there's like a meadow or like some flowers you know so my mind has really created this like elaborate place but by creating this elaborate place, it allows me to connect to my inner core, it allows me to connect to, you know, the more I think, um, I guess, innocent parts of, you know, myself. And I think it was a, became a place of comfort because even if something bad happened there, there was a sense of it's okay anyway. And that was really quite amazing. And then, you know, there were meditations where I feel like they became more shamanic journeys, which that's going to definitely be an episode much later on. So, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so that's just like some of my experience with it. Like it's not too, too in depth, but I will say it has definitely transformed my life. And as you know, I think meditation was a, a key part. It wasn't the whole puzzle for me doing the work that I do today and, you know, being open to other things. It really did open me and made me more aware of other elements and parts of life that I wasn't able to experience. It kind of freed me in a sense, or it began the journey of freeing me. I think I'm where I think we're still all on that journey in a sense, but oh, yeah. I mean, I can tell you I feel more free now than I ever have before. Meditation has definitely done it. And I still do meditate. I don't do it as often as maybe I should, um, but I do do it. And there's, I just like active form of meditations currently, but I'm seeing that, you know, it can't always be active because you can burn yourself out that, you know, sitting down for a minute and being quiet, even just for a minute or five can really transform your day. So, yes, share 100%. with us your 100%. your experiences, your spiritual meditation guru. Oh, my soul. Jeez. Way to just, just put so, all the pressure on, huh? You're just so sexy and spiritual guru wow. over there on me. I love it. I love all, the, all, all this, this tantric meditation talk. I love all talk this, yeah, meditation all, talk. Got you all hot. 
Well, maybe that's what we'll be doing after the show. Whoa, I don't know. Girl. Whoa. <laughs> Drop, drop, drop that ass, drop, drop, drop that ass, drop, drop, drop that ass, drop that ass, drop that ass, drop that ass, uh, uh, what? Oh, this is great. I want somebody to do that, like, please draw me of me twerking with my rainbow hair and make sure I'm smoking a joint. Okay. Wow. All right. I would love to see that, by the way. Anyway. Dave's got to be in the photo, too. Yeah, I'll just be in the background, like, Yeah. All right, no. Um, He'll be so, applauding me. He's like, good, good job for your empowerment, <laughs> booty Golf empowerment. Golf yeah, booty empowerment. So, um, booty. my experience with meditation, I, I was a, a fairly uh, devout medita meditator uh, for many years, mm -hmm. and uh, I, like I said, I began in two thousand eleven, I believe. Uh, because I, I was really big into the 2012 thing, like the... the oh, the end of the world? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at that time, like like between 2011-2012, I, I dove like head first into spirituality and into um, this, this idea of uh, alternate theories of the universe and reality and, and us and, and the earth and the universe and and religion and whatever all that stuff combined and meditation was a huge part of it because meditation was at the core of i think a lot of the experiments that i wanted to to try you know like mm -hmm. astral projection you know and lucid dreaming you know, right so was there um, a part of you that felt like you know the end is supposedly near it's time to connect with that? yeah at the time i felt like holy hell like I am like absolutely tuned in to all of these things that I, my whole life I had been like super interested in, but I'd never pursued, uh, cause you know, being distracted on other pursuits. Um, but at this time, I think in my life, I was just like kind of really comfortable with my job. I, I was comfortable in my life and I was kind of looking for something else to just inspire me again. And this just felt so right and so real and and it was at like a perfect time so um and all these coincidences starting happening to me i remember at the same time that this was had that this began yes synchronicities are happening um <laughs> at the same time i was starting to see 11 like everywhere and it was really freaking me out and and that's the thing is like a lot of people go, oh, you just see 11 because, like, you think, oh, you're going to see 11, so I'm going to just see 11. And you do because you're looking for it. Well, there's a difference between thinking I want to see 11 and seeing it and quite literally never having that thought and seeing 11 in license plate numbers in street signs in receipts, um, receipts like 11 11 and seeing it in in the time when you look at the clock and seeing yep. it in the microwave when it ticks down to 11 when you walk into the room yeah like when you're observing it when it quite point. literally happens 15 20 times a day like come on you, you will know notice. what i mean like you notice that and and just the mere the the, the mere fact that you're noticing it mm -hmm. i think is what what pushes you there Anyway, I'm running out of time. So um, we're going to end with my little first story. And then I have another story that I'm going to tell. I'm going to save it for the second Ooh. 
meditation Ooh, episode. Yeah, I kind of so, want to share some of my other shamanic meditation ooh, stories. that sounds good. Yeah. Girl. All right, or so we're going to save that. that for the second part, but I'm going to end um, <laughs> this, or I'm going to, you know, tell the rest of this story, but I'm going to keep this other one for the next one. Um, this one is about just my, my daily practice of meditation and where I got with it. So when I began meditation, I began small. Um, I think I was only doing like maybe 15 minutes in the, at, at night before I went to bed. Um, and a lot of people are like, holy shit, 15 minutes. Uh, but I wanted to really push myself at first. I was like, if I can't sit here for 15 minutes, how the fuck am I going to sit here for an hour? You know, because that was my goal is I wanted to be able to meditate for an hour straight. Because I heard that if you couldn't meditate for up to an hour, you will get into such a deep meditation that you can do some amazing things and you can experience some amazing things. So I wanted to get there and, and I did, but for, for this, this is just the beginning. So what I, what I started out with was 15 minutes at night. I focused on my breath. I was doing breath meditation at first. Um, and then I began to do other types of meditation where you focus on, um, parts of your body and calming parts of your body. So you begin, you begin with your toes and you, you, you focus the intention and you visualize, you visualize, visual, I can't say that fucking word right now. Visualize. Visualize. I am so high that I can't say the word visualize. So visualize your feet getting. See, see. Yeah. You want, you want to visualize them getting calm and quiet and then you move into your legs visualize them getting calm and quiet and maybe you tense your muscle real tight and then let it go then tense it let it go and focus on what it feels like to let go that's what meditation is about letting go so i did more of that up until i got to you know 30 minutes at night and then i was doing 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night and then i was doing 45 and then eventually i got to an hour Wow. And I was doing an hour before I went to work in the morning, and I was doing an hour before I went to bed at night. And when I went to, when I was in those spaces, the only way that I can describe it, because when you get into that deep for an hour, you feel as though you were as small as an atom and as big as a galaxy at the exact same moment. And it is truly amazing. It is one of the most amazing, like, it is completely non-drug induced. I wasn't high at all. Uh, I mean, at that point, like, the the marijuana had worn off. I mean, like, I had smoked maybe an hour before I went to bed, and then like, I had meditated for an hour after that. So, I mean, there was no drug in my system. And It's not drug, it's plant medicine. Yes. Well, th- I should say there is no mind-altering substance in my system. Thank you. So... We need to change that one. I know. I know. Words are magic. Words are magic. Thank you. So <laughs> ultimately, though, I think that that's the goal is that is the space of oneness, of feeling everything, feeling connected to th- something as small as an atom as something as large as a galaxy at the same exact time. Because again, there is no time. There is no space. Mm-hmm. It is all existing at the same moment. It is just whether or not you have the capacity and you have the stillness to get there. Yeah. On the discipline too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's because a- I will admit right now, I am not meditating that often. 
I do micro yeah. meditations now because I I haven't gotten back into the practice. I was out of the practice for so long. I had personal things happen to me um, that it drove me away from it. And um, I, I have now gotten back into micro meditations. I was actually doing it earlier today as we were preparing for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I want to get back into longer meditations, but I just I feel like I need a little bit more well, space okay. in my head. At the time, I was doing mindless corporate work. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of space in my head. <laughs> Not right now. So, yeah, well, here's the thing, too. It's, you know, it takes time and it takes practice. So practice, practice, practice. You know, don't go in with any expectations. I'm also somebody, too, we didn't talk about so much about environment um we kind of did briefly so the beauty of meditation is is that you could do it anywhere but it's really really amazing when you set the tone of the environment and i am somebody that's what i did every night yeah i like to i like to have all of my senses kind of like be kind of used during a meditation and that's just me personally and even like at the very least like I have to have at least incense and like a comfy pillow and be in like comfy clothes but not feel like a slob you know like that's the other thing I have to like feel right like I'm prepared it's almost like think of if you were going to meet a spiritual guru you know, you don't want to look like a mess. I mean, but you can, though. Like, that's just me personally. That just is like... You know, that's just... I love how we're ending this episode on a discussion of whether or not you want to look cute. Yeah, that's like, that's literally like, that is a part. Like, I don't know. That's just me personally. That's just how I feel better. I gotta look cute when I go to my meditation session with my shaman. Cause if I'm not gonna be, if I'm not gonna be cute on the outside, I'm not gonna be cute on the inside, and I'm here to be cute on the inside, folks. All right, I, we're I'm way over Libra. time. I'm a Libra. Libra is connected to Venus. She Venus loves like that is just something that is just I've always loved. But anyway, yes, we are out of time. So again, like set the environment. You know, play some music, light some incense. You know, get in a comfortable position, be in comfortable clothes, doing it in jeans and things like that is just really really hard especially like even do meditation like you would like, go to the gym yeah or, or, like, or do yoga yeah like go same like clothes. if you're gonna go to yoga class or yeah same thing like i used to wrap myself in a blanket you could do it naked too if you really want if you're really that comfortable that like before. yeah and pretty like sure. even like that is actually pretty powerful because then Doing you feel even more vulnerable shower is a good rock. place to do micro meditation yeah, that's another place that you could do. Or in Ooh, the bathroom. We should talk about that next episode. Oh, yeah. See, God uh, damn, we're way over time. Uh, All right. That's so, okay. <laughs> this is the end of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I really hope that you guys tune in for the next episode because in the next episode, we're going to continue our conversation about meditation and you're going to get to listen to my awesome story about my experience with heart space meditation because it was awesome. Yes. So. Yes, I would love to hear about that, and I would love to share some of our other stories that we have, too. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here and for the support. If you made this far, we love you. If you're new, we love you, too. Um, if you haven't already followed us on Facebook and Instagram, please do so. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, you can find us on Instagram. It is actually higher underscore consciousness talk and then 
<laughs> Facebook is just higher consciousness. I had to think about it for a minute because... I could, I could our, tell. <laughs> I could hear it in your brain. I, I could hear the moment of silence, that little mindfulness well, moment. Well, because our email, it's periods, because emails don't allow underscores, but Instagram doesn't allow periods, so I had to, like, try to get it but right in my head. the underscores or the periods? <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Take anyway, care. Take care. Have a great and wonderful and magical night, and we will talk next time. Bye. Ooh. Listen to more Higher Consciousness every Thursday on Spotify at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.